0: So, according to a new Wall Street Journal poll, Americans now find that money is more important than patriotism, religion, community involvement, or even having kids. So, I guess it's a good thing that we're kicking off a new series here called Jesus Talks Money. And in it, we're going to look at... Different parables throughout the Gospels, different stories that Jesus told about money. And with each one, he communicates something unexpected, something that upends our norms and our beliefs and our values that we hold about money. And so for this first week, we're going to talk about priorities. And what better way to start talking about priorities than talking about shopping, so, have you ever gone shopping and found something you really like, but you didn't buy it right then, so you hid it so you can come back later? You put it like in, at the back of the rack and you push clothes behind it? Or have you ever taken it to a completely different part of the store to try and hide it so you can come back later and get it so no one else takes it? Well, so this happened to me about 15 years ago. We had moved into a new house and we were setting up i was setting up the awesome ultimate base, basement game room and this thing was boss and there was a game that i had wanted it's called bockerball and i had saw it cuz it had won a game of the year award but i couldn't find it anywhere it wasn't in stores i could only find it on those really shady looking websites that you're afraid to give your credit card to and all of a sudden one day i was i was walking through savers and I saw it. It was literally just sitting right there in the aisle. And I'm like, I like, I look at the price. Still priced a little heavy, and it had some dings, and it didn't have the little metal balls and things. And So I was like, okay, I don't want to spend that much on it, but they are having their 50% off Labor Day sale in just a few days. Hmm. So I did what every self-respecting thrifter would do, I took it and hid it in the furniture section under and behind a nasty old couch and some afghans from some grandma's house and I hid it there to come back four days later on Labor Day to get it and sure enough it was there so I scored a great game uh, and we hit, we played that thing for years to come and it was an absolute blast as part of our basement and so you see we all understand the value of a deal we all understand that. See, that's why I think Jesus used that idea of a really good deal in one of his shortest and simplest parables. It's actually a pair of related parables saying the same thing in two di- with two different stories. And so we're going to read that together. We're going to read that out loud. And it's really, really short. It's Matthew 13, 44 to 46. So let's go ahead and read that out loud. Let's fill God's house with God's word. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he had found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. See, in a chapter full of parables... All about the kingdom of God, these are probably the two simplest. I barely even need to explain it. The message is pretty clear that the kingdom of God is of such great value that it is worth giving up everything else in life in order to possess it. It's pretty clear. See, both stories take an unfamiliar concept the unseen realm of God's kingdom and compares it to a very familiar concept, simple economics. See, we all understand the value of a deal. If you're out shopping and you see a thousand dollar perfect fit dress for 50 bucks, you buy it, you know that. If you're at Target and you see a rare Hot Wheels in the bin with all the other ones for a buck 30, you buy it, you know that. We all understand the value of the deal. We all understand the value, the idea of spending less to get something worth more. Then why is it so hard to live out this parable? If we all understand this, why is it so hard? Why do we consistently strive for things that are worth less than God and his kingdom? Well, I'd like to posit five possible reasons. Five possible reasons. These, these root causes, these are the things that linger in our heart and soul that drive us toward things of this world and away from things of God. And I bet one of them describes you. Later on, I'll tell you which one describes me so the first one we don't understand the kingdom of God we just plain don't understand it now I don't know Pokemon cards literally I could be flipping around and and see a two thousand dollar Charizard I have no idea I would just flip right by it I don't understand Pokemon cards and that's what it's like if you don't understand the kingdom of God it's the jewelry merchant who doesn't know pearls It's me, Pokemon, or baseball, or basketball cards. I just don't know them. It could be right in front of you, and you just flip on by. See, the kingdom of God is his rule and reign. The kingdom is where God's will always happens. The kingdom of God has begun. Jesus actually ushered it in. But it's not complete. It's already here, but not yet here. And the kingdom of God is about restoring. It's about restoring God's creation. It's where wrong things are finally made right, it's where love, righteousness, and justice are everything, everywhere, all at once. And it's disastrous when we don't see that. So author Sky Jitani describes it like this. Our blindness or ignorance about the kingdom of heaven prevents us from recognizing the true nature and value of what is being offered. As a result, we cling more tightly to what we have and dismiss the glories available to us through Christ if you don't understand how incredible God's kingdom is and how immeasurably great the honor is that we get to partner with God in bringing it here on earth, when you don't understand that. You'll never be willing to give up something that is worth less for something that is worth more. That's one. Another one leads to another uh, related reason. We don't think the kingdom is here. It's just too far off for us to really care about. If you think the kingdom of heaven is just about heaven, some distant place way off in the future where we go and after we die and we sit in clouds and play harps, if that's what you think the kingdom of heaven is, then you're not likely to worry about it much here in this life. See, it's the same reason why it's really hard to convince a student in college who's thinking about quitting. It's really hard to convince them by telling them that their earning potential will be 84 percent higher with a college degree than one without. Or that college graduates make on average 1.2 million dollars more over the course of their lifetime. It's really hard to convince someone who's struggling in the present with distant future promises. So if you see the kingdom of heaven as something far off, you're not really going to care about it now. But if you believe the kingdom of God is here right now and that you have a part to play in it, You have a part to bring more love, more righteousness, more justice into this present world. If you believe that, then God's kingdom becomes much, much more valuable. And in the language of this parable, you know the value of the treasure in the field. You know the value of the pearl. And you see it and you know its worth. So a third possible reason. We focus on what we're giving up rather than what we're receiving. Maybe you do this. Maybe, maybe you've heard these parables before, and you think of the unavoidable sacrifices you have to give up to follow Christ. And yo, oh, you have to sell off everything. You can't have nice stuff. You can't have fun. You have to give up this. You have to do all of that to get the kingdom of God. And Christianity becomes all about giving and sacrifice. If you grew up in church, maybe you've been in a a church where that's how they talk, and they're constantly asking you to sacrifice for the church. Give for the new soundboard. Attend this family's event. Give your time for this fundraiser. And everything about church becomes sacrificing for the church, and by extension, for God. And then when Christians, what, what happens is when Christians focus entirely on sacrifice, what you're giving up for Jesus. They basically can turn misery into a virtue. But with these two parables, Jesus upends that view of Christianity. It says that the central emotion of the faith is not misery. It's joy. If you heard in both of these parables, the reaction of the individual, the guy in the field or the, the jewelry merchant, the, the central emotion for both of them was joy in finding, not misery in giving up. Their focus is what they gained, not what they lost. And if, if you reverse these... And if you focus entirely on what you have to give up, then you'll never, you'll never be able to marvel at the grandeur of what you gain, which is God himself. Another reason, a fourth reason, is we seek immediate comfort over infinite satisfaction. We seek immediate comfort over infinite satisfaction. Now, you you might think that these parables are about sacrifice, but they're not. These parables are actually about self-interest. Think about it. The man in the field and the jeweler who bought the pearl, they were both clearly motivated by self-interest. These were actually very selfish people. But their selfishness was oriented well. They understood the value of what they were getting. See, our consumer culture tells us that we should get what we want now without waiting. That we should be able to buy that pearl with one click, zero dollars down, zero percent financing and free two-day shipping. But the problem isn't about having self-interested desires. Because both of these parables are about self-interest. The problem is how the world tells us to fulfill those interests. See, I will eat something unhealthy for me now because it feels good. The immediate comfort. And I will do that instead of eating something healthy that I know is better for me in the long term. Better for my weight, my diabetes, and all of that. Because I choose the immediate comfort over the long-term gain. And that's what happens when we make decisions. When we make short-sighted decisions. When we make decisions out of our pain... Instead of understanding what the kingdom of God is. And when you make decisions out of your pain. You will always choose immediate comfort. Over anything else. And especially over infinite satisfaction. Because it's just too abstract. It's just too far off. It doesn't help me right now. C.S. Lewis described it like this. Indeed, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the Gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling, fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. We are creatures who are far too easily pleased because we look for things that give us comfort right now instead of understanding that there is something way more valuable in the kingdom of God. There's one more reason. There's one more reason why we might resist, and this one hurts. We love our money more than God's kingdom. It's pretty simple. We love our money more than God's kingdom. We know God's kingdom is valuable and good, but we love our money more. We love the security it gives us. We love the things it can buy. We love the power it holds. We love the status it gives us. And we don't want to give any of that up. Did you notice in both of these parables... Both of these parables involved spending a lot of money. The first one, he sold everything. Literally emptied his house at a garage sale in order to buy this field. Because he knew the treasure was more than everything he owned. The merchant sold everything so that he could buy that one pearl. Because he knew that one pearl was worth more than everything he owned. They both sold all they had. God was pleased, but their accountants were not. There was an economic cost for a spiritual gain. And that's the trade-off that we often don't understand or we reject outright we don't believe that the spiritual gain is worth more than the economic cost. And if you look at life through financial eyes, more than through kingdom eyes, this type of decision will never make sense. If you look through life with spiritual eyes, you will choose money every time. Because that's your lens. But if you're able to look at life through spiritual eyes, through kingdom eyes, then you'll be able to see, you'll be able to understand the infinite value and worth of God's kingdom. And how all these things we strive for are really just mud pies in the slum. So which one of these describes you? Which one of these? Where's your growing edge in this one? Where is God nudging at your heart right now? Well, I'd shared earlier, and for me it's definitely that I I seek immediate comfort over infinite satisfaction. I am so stuck in this physical present world that I have a hard time seeing the larger spiritual world. And so I measure things based off the values and the economics of our physical world, and I sometimes forget the economics of God's kingdom. When things get difficult, I turn for immediate comfort almost every time. My eating, my sleeping, my hobbies, my laziness. And sometimes when the hurt gets so big, getting through today is the only thing that matters. That's what it looks like to choose immediate comfort over infinite satisfaction. And thank God that I have a job that forces me to think about the kingdom of God. Because otherwise, I could go hours, days, weeks maybe. And all I think about is the present physical world around me. So, how about you? Here are the five reasons that I talked about. What is it up there for you? Which one of these is the reason that you resist Jesus' calling to trade something of limited value for something of infinite value? Which one is it for you? What's keeping you from making God's kingdom the priority it should be in your life? Which one of these is not